Hi and welcome to this service from St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. My name is Stuart and it's my privilege to be the minister here. It's also my privilege to wish you all a very happy new year. I wish you joy and peace and hope. This week our guest preacher again is the Right Reverend Dr Martin Fear, who's the moderator of the General Assembly. Martin's provided these services for us to allow us to take just a little bit of time off over Christmas and New Year. I hope you appreciate his message to us today. On this new day and this new year we gather. On this new day and this new year we pause. On this new day and this new year God is, God was, God will always be. Light shines in the darkness. The new day begins and we as God people praise God's new day as we join together in worship. Once in royal David's city stood a lonely cattle shed, where a mother laid her baby in a manger for his bed. Mary was that mother mild. and enlivening God. We bless you for the spark of life that fizzes above us and below us, around us and within us. For every moving thing, the wind in the trees, the waves on the shore, the planets in the heavens. For every growing thing, the grass and the flowers and the trees, 
bulbs that lie dormant until the time is right to burst out in a blaze of colour in the spring. We celebrate the existence of every creature that breathes with the breath of your life, creeping, flying, leaping, diving, soaring things and human beings who imagine ourselves to be the pinnacle of your creation but are so often unwilling to accept the responsibility that that brings. Forgive us, merciful God, for walking around your world with our eyes closed, to the beauty and wonder of creation, its fragility and hurt, and your presence in both. Remind us of those rare precious moments when we have seen your glory and open our eyes to see it again. You celebrate with those for whom life is full and free. You grieve with those for whom it is constrained and joyless. You draw close and invite us to join you there, our challenge to be the bearers of light and companions in the darkness, to allow your spirit so to fill and transform our lives that those who see us will have seen something of your glory and been touched by your grace. At the beginning of this new year, when many, ourselves included, are looking to the future with more anxiety than hope, may we go forward confidently with you, our hands held firmly and safely in yours, and our lives enfolded in your care. Hear us, Lord, as we join in your words, saying together, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. John chapter 1 verses 10 to 18 He was in the world and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him he came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. A quick Google tells us that Epiphany falls on the 6th of January, Wednesday. And the same search suggests that Epiphany is one of the three great Christian festivals. I'm not sure what that says about Pentecost, which for me should be way up the top of the list, but we shouldn't rush past Epiphany without at least pausing to reflect on what it might say to us. Of course, in specific terms, Epiphany celebrates the coming of the Magi, 
the wise men. And therefore, through them, the manifestation of Christ to the whole world. Now, most scholars agree that the visit of the Magi was some time after the actual birth of Christ. So maybe it's no bad thing that we have Epiphany a little after Christmas Day itself. But the word Epiphany takes us further than that specific happening. The Cambridge Dictionary defines Epiphany as a moment when you suddenly feel that you understand or suddenly become conscious of something that is very important to you. Well, I'm someone who doesn't struggle to let my imagination run. I think in terms of epiphany, lots, therefore, whether up on the hills or walking along the beach, there are moments when the sun bursts through thick cloud. And it always feels to me like something of an epiphany, a revelation, a demonstration, and certainly a moment when I become conscious of something that is very important to me. What is that? Nothing less than God, and that God is here. And yes, that the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. Of course, this gets to the very nature of who God is. <coughs> From the beginning, God has been in the business of making himself known. The creation itself is the outworking of the truth that God said, that God spoke, and there was something rather than nothing. We call it revelation, the sense in which God is made known. Listen, there are certainly times when there is a seeming silence from the heavens. In Isaiah, we find the Lord asking, was I not silent for a long time? And in Samuel, we read, in those days, the word of the Lord was very rare. Maybe you've known something of that silence. Maybe you've felt your prayers to be bouncing back at you unanswered. Maybe you've been in anguish, wrestling with who you are and why you're here and what's the point, and maybe you've sensed no answer to these deeper questions. Maybe in these last nine months, maybe right now, you're asking, well, where is God in all of this? It's okay if you're asking these questions. Absolutely, sometimes the silence is deafening. But the big picture is of revelation, of the voice of God going out. And how is it heard? Through what means is the voice of God discerned? By what means does God reveal God's being and nature and character and purpose? Well, first of all, in what God has made. The psalmist writes, The heavens declare the glory of God, 
day after day. They continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. So the creation itself reveals something of who God is. And Paul writes that what may be known about God is plain because God has made it plain. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities have been clearly seen, being understood from what he has made. So friends, there is something of God's unveiling in the mountain and in the ocean and in the stars at night and in the desert and in the forest and in the birds and the beasts. Everything that God has made speaks of God. Secondly, God has put something of the divine spark, something of God's self, in each one of us that we might know him. There's a leaning in that direction, if you like, something of the law written on every heart. The writer of Ecclesiastes puts it beautifully. He has planted eternity in the human heart. Isn't that a lovely, powerful sentiment? Something of God's eternity on our hearts. And God reveals more of the divine nature through anointed prophets, tasked with saying, thus says the Lord. The apostle Peter writes, we have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, like a light shining in a dark place. All that we might know God, all that we might see, all that we might become conscious, all that we might find ourselves singing, be still for the presence of the Lord, the Holy One is here. And yes, finding ourselves seeing the glory of the Lord shining all around. This is epiphany. This is God revealing who God is. But supremely, most of all, God makes himself known in Jesus. Jesus is the complete revelation. Nothing needed adding or subtracting. In the wonderful prologue to his gospel, John tells us that no one has ever seen God, but that the Son, that is Jesus, has made him known. In Colossians, Paul says much the same by declaring Jesus to be the image of the invisible God. And in Hebrews, the same truth that Jesus is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. Jesus, the exact imprint of God's very being. Which is all to say that God wants to be known, that in Jesus we can say, we have seen the Father. I've shared this story before of when our middle son Andrew was just a wee boy, maybe about three. We were on a car journey coming home one day and he asked us completely out of the blue, what colour is God? Well, I might be the minister, but my wife's a primary teacher. So I said to Elaine, 
you can answer that one. And she did. She said, Andrew, God can be whatever colour you want him to be. That's a fine enough answer. But if Andrew had asked, what's God like? She wouldn't have answered so lackadaisically. You see, we're not left just to make it up for ourselves. The answer what God to the question what God is like is in Jesus. When we see Jesus, we see what God is like. Jesus is the perfect representation of who God is. You want to know what God is like? Look to Jesus. Remember the dictionary definition of epiphany? A moment when you suddenly feel that you understand or suddenly become conscious of something that is very important to you. There is that moment when seeing Jesus, we suddenly feel that we've understood, perhaps because we have understood. And when we suddenly become conscious of that which is important. This is what happens when we see Jesus, the boy born at Bethlehem, the lad in the temple with the teachers of the law, the young rabbi calling the fisherman, the preacher, the teacher, the prophet, the healer, the comforter and the confronter, the turner of tables, the friend of sinners, the giver of sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, peace to the troubled minds. The one who would say, so you say, to those in power and authority. The one who went silently. The one who bore the nails and the crown of thorns. The one who bled and died and gave up his spirit and breathed his last and declared it is finished. And yes, the one whom God raised from the dead to ascend and to reign forever. This Jesus. And in this Jesus, God is made known. The Magi were the first from afar who draw near and saw for themselves. What about you? Would you gaze on Jesus as they did? Would you see for yourself? And at the start of this new year, is there anything that you would wish for more than a revelation of the divine? Jesus has come. Jesus is here that we might know the Father. Amen. God of beauty, light and truth. God of life in full abundance. We give thanks for everything that enhances our lives and makes them worthwhile. Gratefully we acknowledge the thoughtfulness of friends and the kindness of strangers. Our massive good fortune to have food and warmth and shelter, a wealth of knowledge and entertainment at the touch of a keypad. We're grateful for phone calls and Skyping and Zooming when people we love can't be with us.
and for the great joy of being together when we can. Loving God, we ask your blessing on all who work to make life richer and fuller for others in a myriad of different ways. Scientists and artists, musicians, comics and philosophers, carers both paid and unpaid, listeners likewise, the unseen people who clean up the places where we live and work, and our planet, for those who campaign for future change, for those who roll up their sleeves and get stuck in to help, God bless their endeavours and bless them too. And while it's not our place to judge anyone, far less curse them, there are those whose plans we would gladly ask you to foil, those who bully, buy and cheat their way to power, and then abuse that power for their own ends. Those who make war, and those who make it possible by profiting from the manufacture and sale of arms. Those who steal the birthright of the poor by holding on to their wealth and imagining that they deserve it. Those who destroy the childhood of children, the innocence of young men and women, and the dignity of older people by exploiting them for money or personal gratification. God, judge them as we dare not, and cause their endeavours to fail. God of life, may we stand with you on the side of all that is life-enhancing. God of light, may you shine in us and through us until the darkness is dispelled. And may all the credit be yours, and all the glory and all the honour now and forever. Amen.
friends, it's been good to worship with you today. I hope you have been blessed by our time together, perhaps challenged, perhaps comforted. Either way, know that God will go with us. The Lord Jesus lives among us, making his dwelling place in our hearts. So may we go from this time of worship with the living Lord as our companion, our friend and our servant, our motivator and encourager, that we might in love and grace bring the presence of God and the word of God into our communities through our words and our deeds. May the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with us all this new year and forevermore. Amen.